Welcome to The Winner's Edit, a Survivor storyline and editing podcast. I'm Joe. And I'm Dan. And today we are covering episode four of Survivor, David versus Goliath. Time to bring about the term apocalypse. With Christian's third episode title. Really? Out of four episodes. Huh. That's very interesting. Like, I mean, he's a very memorable narrator and has, like, some good lines, but three out of the four and the other one just being I'm Goliath Strong, like, that's wild. Wow. That's really interesting. I mean, we'll talk about him later, obviously, but, Mm -hmm. yeah. Such a very memorable character, but does that equate to a win? I'm not sure. That's the thing, is Christian's, Christian's been so interesting, and honestly, like, this this season in general has been so interesting, both from an edge point of view and also just from like a captivating television episode. Like I honestly think this is the fourth great episode we've got in a row yeah. from this season. Like I really don't think there's been much difference in quality. I think it's all been very consistent. Um, I really have like very few complaints about the actual like episode production at this point at all. Uh, I think in some seasons, if you were as like brisk with like. Oh, B's quitting. Oh, we're having a swap. Maybe I could complain about that, but this time it's really working. So, yeah, I think the difference for this season compared to other ones is like they did set up B leaving. It was just in four ep- the three episodes beforehand, and so like I feel like often we're advocates of like, hey, tell your story. Like you don't have to cram an entire story into an episode. You can lay the seeds throughout so like we knew kind of that b was gonna leave and i'm like so we're kind of an exception in that not like we didn't know but like the story told us that she's pro i thought anyway that there's a really good chance she was going to be going but the casual audience even if they like like aren't paying attention super close to the edit would know that oh it makes sense for me to go she still has an arc even though she leaves with not even talking about it at all in confession or anything it still works as an arc because the rest of this, her story was told. Yeah, I think that's just part of it, is we're getting, like, gentler slopes of people. Like, with Jeremy, we saw the seeds of it in episode two before he went totally out of control in episode three. And, and honestly, even in episode one, right? Like, Jeremy got, um, in the first episode, he got right, the right. confessional talking about looking for an idol and how it's way harder than on TV. And then yeah. his entire story comes to fruit on that exact issue, like... They're doing a really good job laying the groundwork, but in my opinion, not in a way that's obnoxious or super obvious. Like, in my opinion, like Heroes for Steelers Hustlers was. Uh, like, that episode, that season had really great foreshadowing, but it was almost to a absurd and comical extent. Whereas this one's actually, th- things feel natural. Like, when things pop back up, you're like, oh, wow, I can't believe I missed that. Like, I feel, I wish I would have seen that coming. Yeah, I think my worry right now is with some people who are getting more uneven edits where they'll end up. And it's not even like Alec or Allison. It's like Dan is worrying or like Elizabeth. I just, are you thinking there's a possibility? Like for me, I'm happy that like, like last season we like berated the editors for filling the end game with people who weren't developed characters. Do you think that's going to be a problem we run into? Because I feel like even the like uneven people we know who they are. They we know what their like objections objectives are. Like, I feel like we have a decent picture of who they are, and that separates it a little bit from like the wild problems of Ghost Island. 
Yeah, that's very true. Like, right now, I can't think of anyone who is as undeveloped as, like, Angela or Sebastian, even at this point. Like, maybe Allison, but, like, that's about it. Allison's the only one who's really... Like, even, like, even before this episode, Alec was fine developed, but Allison was... Allison's the only one who's, like, not developed. Yeah. But she's not even, like, invisible. Like, she's there. She's just clearly not relevant. Yeah. Um, so I do have some qualms with kind of, like, who might make up this endgame. But, like, honestly, like, like, like Elizabeth and Lyrsa were invisible in episode three. And then Elizabeth just pops back up as a main character. It completely works. It doesn't feel super unnatural. Um, I think that works. Like, Elizabeth is one of those people who has had, like, kind of a weird spiraling roller coaster kind of an edit. But it works. And that's the thing is, like, it's really different. It's far gone are the days of Ghost Island where it would be invisible, invisible, invisible. Five. Visibility. Like, yeah. it, like it's maybe some people fade a little bit into the background more, but then, like, they're developed enough that when they pop back up, they're fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, otherwise, it was, a, it was a great episode. I think the result is kind of, like, a really badly written fan fiction where, like, a flip shouldn't happen, but it does because it's interesting for the story but it like actually happened so that's exciting yeah and honestly like i thought like strategically it was super fun um i personally don't hate the move as much as a lot of online commentators from alec um i think people are putting way too much stock in like the whole original tribes thing if he could not trust like he clearly i in my opinion read the room correctly that he could not trust natalia because you don't want people who don't value your opinion at all, and he, she clearly didn't value him at all. Clearly didn't trust him either. Um, I think it's not necessarily a bad move to flip fast if you have a really good read on Davy and Elizabeth. And it felt like in this episode, Alec did have a good relationship with Ali or with Davy and Elizabeth. So I personally don't don't hate the move. I think the worst thing about it is that they knew a another David was going to come on the tribe, and so. If you are sticking to original tribes, you lose your majority along with an actual member. So I think that's a bit risky, but no, I don't think it's as bad as it's being shown. Like, clearly Natalia, albeit a fun character, but she was not someone you want to be an ally with long term. Mm -hmm. And honestly, even for me, like, what I would take from that information if I'm Alec is Davy and Elizabeth are willing to vote each other. That's true. So... They're clearly not this, like, locked twosome. So that means when Carl comes, they're not going to be a locked threesome necessarily. If they're willing to vote each other once, they're willing to vote each other again. Davy goes to Kara publicly and is like, Elizabeth is the worst. We need to get her out. She's coming for you. Like, I feel like there's, out from Alec's point of view, there's so much to, so much wiggle room in that in those relationships that I think it was... If not, like, I think it was the right move maybe one round too early because, like, optimal plays probably vote at one of them and then then flip. But yeah, I think just that it's not the most optimal doesn't mean it's not still an okay play. Yep. But in the end, who would have imagined after the first three episodes we'd be talking about the big move Alec made? Like, that's great. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, like, I think we saw that preseason. Like, I think we both were really high on Alec preseason that he would be someone who was way more than the kind of 
stereotypical surfer bro. That he had a lot of Devin upside, and I think this shows it that he is willing to play the game. He's willing to look past like the easy thought process. Um, obviously, his edit I don't think is one that he's going to be here yeah. for super long, and that I think is coloring a lot of people's view on the move. Yeah, yeah, it's sort of foreshadowed that it's not going to be a winner's move, so it's not a good move, which isn't true. Yeah, I won't say that the winner isn't the best player, but like sometimes good players don't win. Absolutely, so. and I mean like. In Millennials vs. Gen X, this is the move that Adam Klein made against Figgy and Taylor. Like, it's really, like, like yeah. literally we've had a winner make the, in this exact precarious position. Edited slightly differently, and everyone's like, yes, amazing move. So, it really isn't, um... It's all situational. Yeah, like, the edit's telling us that it's a bad move from Alec, but I, like, and I think people are being more influenced by that, by that than they consciously realize. So, it is what it is. Um, I want to make a shout out to the challenge, which I think was super cool. It was yeah. a really well made challenge. Yeah, having the collar in a blindfold challenge, like move with the people, is a pretty neat idea. I think. Absolutely. Um, and I think having also massive shout out to them having a reward, telling us what the reward is, but not showing them enjoy the reward and taking up screen time if it wasn't captivating television. Hmm. Good all around. I I don't know about that one. I feel maybe like Gabby was a little more comfortable in there, which would have been a nice. But of course, maybe she wasn't like, maybe she was just as awkward eating rolls and coffee. I don't know. But... That's the thing, right? Like, I mean, for me, clear, they would have shown it if it was something captivating. They opted to not to. I love whenever they're like, we're going to buck tradition of showing the reward because for whatever reason. Like if they feel free, open and willing to change the format in any way which they've shown over and over again to be willing to do this season. I'm all in for it because it makes our jobs harder, it makes the episodes more captivating, makes them harder to decipher, makes a more nuanced story. All in for it. Yeah. So, we'll move on to our stories. These are the through lines we're kind of seeing as the episodes unfold, what sort of big themes or motifs are in this season that aren't in other seasons necessarily and may sort of define the winner or the people at the end. Um, Absolutely. So our first story is sort of the big one that sort of wraps around the theme. It's, of course, David versus Goliath, turning your strengths into advantages um, as either a David or a Goliath, and making the best of bad situations. Um, it just continues to be present, I think. Uh, this episode, we saw all the tribes have a David minority, and so you saw varying shades of people using whatever skills they had, whether it be Elizabeth bonding with Kara, or Christian bringing the Charmpocalypse, and just trying to get into a good situation. Yeah. I think the most poignant example of this in this episode is definitely the Christian one where he's like, I'm weak and not able to cut wood, so I'm going to use that to be charming so that people are more likely to work with me. That's um very much what this whole season's supposed to be about is like taking something about yourself whether even if it's theoretically a negative um but he doesn't say it my weakness, he says my charm, which is a very fitting way to say it. And it makes Dan and John like him a whole lot more. Uh, 
he puts a strength and makes it into advantage. Um, making like that's the thing is like this is clearly like the main motif they're trying to hammer home. It's all over the place. Yeah. Uh, I think but, it's interestingly juxtaposed against Gabby, who is failing <laughs> at doing that, but I'm still not sure what they're doing with Gabby. It feels like almost every time she's primed to like turn around and actually succeed, but we have yet to see it, so. Yes, um, and that's the thing is, and also, like, this also ties into this whole David versus Goliath thing. Like, we get yeah. Carl being like, this is going to be the weapon, take down the Goliath. Um absolutely an aspect and yeah gabby with her like being like i can't get along with the goliaths they're not vulnerable um and i think the most telling part of this entire theme is in that talk between gabby and christian christian being like they do have vulnerabilities they're just people who aren't willing to talk about it as much and i think that is something they're trying to get at is that is the difference between a david and goliath so any goliath Regardless of what tribe they were put on at first, too. Because it's starting to bleed together, I think. Exactly. Uh, I think I'm starting to notice more of a conscious effort of the editors to try and make some of these Goliaths look a lot more like David's. Uh, at least yeah. in the thematic storytelling. The best example being John in this episode. Talking about how one-on-one, he's super nerdy. And he's super awkward. Yeah. Yep. So this thing's all over the place. It'll continue to be a major theme. And yeah, like I think honestly it encompasses basically every other theme that we've been talking about too. So yeah. So our next one is empathy versus looking out for yourself. Uh, We've seen this come into play just as how the tribes act or um, how the people eliminated are interacting. Um, I think it was present here in a weird way. You saw both Davy and Elizabeth um, n- not necessarily stick to tribe lines and just immediately throw the other under the bus. Maybe that's a little stretchy because it's not the sort of camaraderie aspect that we saw like on episode one. But mm-hmm. I, think I, I do think here. it fits. Like like we did literally get them deciding between sticking with the other one and going after somebody or throwing the other one under the bus. It's, it is like a little bit of a departure from the theme that we've been seeing of, do we let my, do you let your ally die or do you fight for them? Is I think almost another way to spin this. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think like for Christian and Gabby, that again is the story that they're telling us is. Yeah. At some point, Gabby's going to be in trouble. Is Christian going to fight for her to stay, or is he going to let her die in a really sad way? Um, in the same yeah, way I that... Think... Go ahead. No, you go. I think this was the first episode where I sort of really looked at Christian and Gabby and was like, wow, by being so close to Gabby, Christian's not necessarily playing optimally. Mm-hmm. And I'm interested to see how that actually does play out. Because I think the edit is telling us it's more likely to for Christian to stay with Gabby, even if it ultimately is not the best move. Yeah, I haven't really figured out exactly what they're trying to tell us. But I know that that's the question. The question is, will Christian let Gabby drop Gabby because he needs to? As I think is the story it's telling us. Yeah. I just don't know at all which way that's going to end up because at times it feels like he's definitely going to drop her and it's going to be super sad 
But other times, I feel like he is going to stick by her, and I think that's a really good job that they've they've done an excellent job on dealing with that relationship specifically. Um, and, it, like, this specific theme is all over the place, and I really do think uh, the motif is meant to highlight the Gabby Christian relationship specifically. So we get, like, like Mike White dropping Jeremy. We get, um, like, Natalie going to warn Mike White. All over the place, it's all about this. Do you help somebody who's on the bottom or do you let them do you just let them dig their own grave and i think this is all telling us something about christian and gabby and i just don't know what it is hmm. and i mean there's also dan and kara which mm-hmm. is now on hold for the moment but i'm sure that will come back in some way yes like early on we were i think we're like theorizing that the main like the this main motif was going to come down to dan and kara I think Deanna Carr is going to be the second biggest one of this one, and I think it's going to be Christian Gabby. Yeah, I see Dan and Kara having a payout, like, at the beginning of the merge, mm-hmm. like, if not the very beginning. I could see Christian and Gabby hanging on a little longer. Yes. I, I, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah. I think I really think this is, like, the biggest non-manufactured theme in this season. Like, almost like how Healers Hustlers or whatever is about secrets. I think this one's very much about do you fight for your ally or do you let them die? Yeah. So that's definitely something to keep track of. I'm sure it'll come up a lot more in this podcast and in the season in general. Yep. I think next is one you added and probably have a bit more to speak on, but it's the complexity in race. Which, yeah, so I mean specifically kind of race relations. Yeah. And... It's clearly a theme they're trying to say something about in the game of Survivor, but I'm not 100% sure what it is. So we get multiple scenes of Jeremy and Natalie talking about what it means. Uh, Like Jeremy says that being black, it means that you relate differently to people. On the same front, we have Davey talking about how he doesn't have many Caucasian friends. And again, there's a difference in like how they communicate. I really do think... Something about this season is going to relate to that. We have so much content of Davey talking about being a black nerd. And I think it diverts a little bit from regular race relationships and survivors. Definitely a story they're trying to put at least in the background right now. I think it's going to play off in a major way at some point. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see in what way it will. Because we're just coming off a season with a black winner, and I, as far as I remember, I don't think it was explored too heavily. Not really at all. Especially with Wendell and Laurel being allies for most of it. So, we'll see. I think those are two interesting examples being brought up. Mm -hmm. So, I'm interested to see where it goes, especially since it's, like, Carl and Davey and Natalie, who... Carl and Davey we've seen on good... Like, they have a good relationship with each other, and, like, Carl, Davey, and Natalie haven't interacted at all yet. So, we shall see where it goes from there. Yeah, I really do think it's going to be important. Like, yeah, that's actually a great point, is that Carl and Davey are one of the duos we've been expo- we've been exposed to as well. I really do think this is going to play up uh, in some major way at some point. Next up, another one that we have kind of uh, a new thought process on, I think, for me anyway, is the girls' theme. There's definitely, like, a girls, 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 something about them is unique and special in this season. 
uh, specifically coming from Angelina's confessional in the first episode, talking about the idle percentages of finding them. Mm-hmm. So my theory is they're trying. I took that honestly in the first episode, not super to heart, and just as like foreshadowing some sort of girls' alliance or some sort of girls dominating by finding all kinds of idols. My new theory is this: perhaps that doesn't happen, and instead it's to make being a girl itself kind of like a quote-unquote David characteristic as a sort of underdog. Uh, Angelina mentions that guys and girls should theoretically have the same amount of idols found because guys and girls play equally in Survivor. Um, I think this is a way to actually humanize Angelina a little bit um, and why they're doing that, I'm not 100% sure. But I think with the rest of her... Con- like She starts the season as kind of a villain and I think that's kind of gone away completely. So I think it was more that we're supposed to be buying more into Angelina specifically as somebody who we can empathize with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will agree that Angelina definitely starts out very villainous, but now she's very much someone I think we look at. She's handling situations like with Natalie very rationally and calmly. Um, and it's juxtaposed against people like Natalie or even Natalia who definitely handle things a little bit differently. So mm-hmm. I'm curious because we're not necessarily seeing a lot of like very, sp- I don't know how to phrase it. <laughs> it's like the girls right now are all over the place. Yes. Like just in terms of alliance wise. So it's an interesting line, but yeah, in the first episode, I thought for sure a girl was winning this season and now it's sort of almost flipped the other way. Yep. Me too. And so I'm wondering where this is going. Yeah, it's definitely a theme they're trying to tell. And again, like, we were both pretty high on, like, I think a girl's definitely winning this. And the more and more this is uncovering, I think it's more trying to say something more nuanced about, like, girls being inherently underdogs and it being specifically tied to Angelina. And I just, I feel like we need more information to figure it out. But personally, a lot of these girls in this season really don't feel like they can win to me at all. So... I don't think that is the winner story. I think it's something else. And because like Survivor's not going to just put that confessional out there of exposing that stat for no reason. And Mm -hmm. because obviously every super fan already knows it and they probably don't want casual fans just knowing that they want it to feel equal, fair, everything like that. So it clearly means something. It's just what that means is completely unclear in this moment. But yeah, I think looking... Looking at my first episode, I had, like, Jessica up there, Gabby was up there, Elizabeth, and now it's, like, Angelina, maybe Kara for winners. Yes, those are the only two I could even maybe see winning. And, yeah. And that's strange. Um, So, I don't know. I really don't know what to make of it at all. But mm-hmm. it's absolutely a theme, and it's absolutely important, and it's definitely specifically Angelina's story. So, if she wins, it makes a lot of sense. If she doesn't... Mm-hmm. I don't know. She's clearly playing a major role in the story this season. Uh, and this yeah. is her primary story. So, yep. next up, we got what I think is actually the complex group. Um, which, after episode one, I think we both thought it was going to be the girls. I think we got our nerds um, being the, like, the nerd apocalypse or whatever that Christian said a couple episodes ago is absolutely front and center in this game. I personally really think of the nerds winning. We have a bunch of secret nerds. We have a bunch of straight-up nerds. It's kind of nuts. I think it's a major theme. I think 
when we get to Tiva right away, I feel like they're a little bit quiet for what I was expecting from last episode with Slamtown and stuff. So I don't know how much it's all going to like coalesce as a big like constant force, but I mean, it's there. We're seeing all sorts of different people be nerdy in some way. So yeah, I think it's definitely present. And I think a big part is we're seeing a lot of them still manage to fit in, whether it be with their charm or they naturally are someone who fits in but have this nerdy, awkward side like John. Um, obviously, the big exception there is Gabby again, but we'll see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. And I think the most interesting part about this is, honestly, if I was going to draft a list of all the people who I think can win the game, ignoring this, it would be comprised of all the people who've referred to themselves in some way as a nerd. Uh, oh, yeah. We got John, we got Christian, we got Davey. Um, uh, who else do we have on the board? Even, like, like, like in, if not a winner, Gabby's absolutely a major character this season. Super important. Yep. Like, there's all kinds of people. Like, the people with the best edits are the people who've referred to them as a nerd. Which refer to themselves as a nerd. And that's the thing. is Like, that's why I really... And, like, and they're all working together. Like, there really is something major here. And then we even have diverging paths of... Uh, John is a secret nerd, and Davey is a black nerd. And what that encompasses is going to be huge in the season, I think. Yeah. I would say the biggest character that doesn't have that nerd edit right now is Carl. And it's almost like in a whole entire different direction, I think, mm-hmm. which is interesting. But yeah, other than Carl, it's like Kara next. And I'm pretty low on Kara at the moment. So yeah. we'll see. And I believe, I'm not 100% sure, that Angelina actually did refer to herself as a nerd in the first episode, just in a camp life scene. Yep. yep. I think it's when she's coming in on the boat. She talks about how she went to Stanford and then... Like she, yeah. she can definitely be a little bit nerdy or something like that. Yeah. So that's definitely definitely something to watch out for is all of our complex characters referring to themselves in a nerd in some way. Definitely something uh, to be watching out for. Uh, next yep. up, we got the whole named alliances thing, which got another tie to Nick with the rock stars entering the fold. Disgusting. I love this group. I really love Nick. I did not think I was going to like Nick. And he's been so fun. I love this approach of just, like, shit. Like, it's like he comes off like a used car salesman almost. Like, it's like he has got this one gimmick that works every time or whatever. Always yeah. will hook the person in. And it's working every time. And every time he does, every time he proposes this awful alliance name, the other person's like, yeah, I'm all in on the rock stars. Like. <laughs> yeah, it's so, it's so cheesy. Like. I, it makes me not like Nick a little bit, but it's still great. And it's still obviously a big part of this. Um, another aspect of this is the Slamtown stuff with uh, Christian becoming the comptroller of Slamtown. <laughs> even even as John tries to be like, no, I like send people to Slamtown. I don't want my friends there. But Christian did not give yeah, up on his all... uh, little analogy in it. <laughs> Yeah, it's all about the narrative of, like, named groups. Yes. So. Which I guess is the next major survivor evolution after uh, Trust Clusters is the named alliances. Uh, I can't believe it. But again, like. And on my daughter's birthday. Yeah, like, I really do think this is, like, the 
for me, Nick is the only person who hasn't referred to himself as a nerd, I believe, who I think is a good shot to win. Uh, mostly because he has this really consistent story. Very similar to like Jeremy Collins in Second Chance. Outlining a name for his strategy is the Meat Shield strategy. Nick in this one's got his named alliance strategy, and I think that's mm-hmm. uh, fascinating. Uh, and it's definitely something, basically the reason I have Nick still major as a major contender. Yep. That and all his winner quotes. Yeah, that's true. And finally, we have a theme that you uh, crafted out and I think is extremely on point. Uh, so you talk about it. I, I added it. I think I read it in part somewhere, but I'm interested to see where it goes from here. Um, it's the idea that, like, Natalie is the sort of mirror. Um, in episode three and two, Jeremy goes to her and is like, you are not self-aware. You need to become more self-aware. And then in episode three, Jeremy himself is not self-aware, and it's ultimately what causes him to go. Um In all these episodes, Natalia sees Natalie as super bossy, um, pushing everyone around, and then that's ultimately what gets her sent home in this episode. Yep, Alec refers to her as extremely bossy, which is exactly what she hates, and I think this is spot on Natalie's story. Yeah, and I'm interested to see how it, like, sort of turns around, like, will Natalie sort of realize all these qualities that people put on her are the same things they go for. I don't know. Natalie doesn't seem like, I mean, she's not self-aware. So like for her to realize this, but it does give interesting implications for people who have spoken on her, like maybe John or Mike, um, what it means for them. Yeah. Uh, With this theme in mind, I'm very worried for Mike in the next episode. (laughs) Um, I do think this actually ties into more of a broader theme that they're kind of trying to hit is that people pay a lot of attention to qualities in other people that they have themselves. So, um, for example, like Natalie, Natalia being super bossy. She hates that in Natalie. But on the flip side, we have John being super awkward in one-on-one conversations. So he loves that about Christian. Um, I do think there is kind of a broader theme beyond the Natalie thing of people are most attracted or put off by quality their most dominant quality i think you see that too in well in a bit like with elizabeth and Kara coming together which was very unexpected personally but they did and then natalia gets really concerned about it because they bond so well um but you also see it with christian and gabby they obviously have different ways of interacting with people but they both have that same sort of mindset i mean more than just being like nerds i would say mm-hmm. but like the same way they sort of interact, I guess. 100%. And I think that is, like, going to be continue to be a major aspect and what draws people together and the explanation the show uses to do that. Yeah. So that concludes our stories portion. Uh, now we're going to get into the tribes. But one person, actually two people, tragically did not make it to one of these three tribes. <laughs> uh, so we're going to talk about them first. Uh, and so I guess we'll begin with the send-off of the greatest survivor player to ever play the game b uh she didn't win i was wrong how how could i have been wrong You're this this close <laughs> yeah and what a poor send off it's so strange too because i mean it's obviously i think justified on her part 
um, for her to leave with an injury like that, given what she does. And the show was kind of like, yeah, but then Jeff was calling her a quitter. Definitely a quit. And so in like her one sentence where she states she's quitting, like there's a lot of like mixed emotions there. Alec has his like so. jaw dropped. Like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> and that's the, that's the reaction shot they use. Um, and I mean, they, instead of being like, how does this relate back to you? Or like just talking to B more, they're like, Angelina, how does this correspond to the season's theme? And I think that's an interesting choice. Honestly. (laughs) Just very bizarre. I liked her as a character. I think B's entire story makes so much more sense that she just quits the game for no real reason. Um, Like, (laughs) this is not even close to an evacuation. We didn't see her talk to a doctor. We didn't see her, like, like, we literally had in the first episode a dude who couldn't see or hear begging in tears to stay in the game when he was like almost dying versus B just being like, yeah, I think there's a chance I might tear my MCL. Um, no, she said she had torn it. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, we would have seen like, if there was any sort of long-term threat, we would have seen them talking to the doctors and all that kind of stuff. Um, they very clearly outlined that this was a quit and we had like all of B's content. You can now go back. It's all ironic. It makes so much more sense. Like, there's a reason her content just randomly comes in the middle of Jessica's content. It's to laugh at B. She, all her content's like, and I'm a fighter. I'll never give up. When she completely flops in the challenge, when she's talking about challenge strength. Um, they were trying to poke fun at B. Uh, it's basically the what this episode clarified to me. Of Oh, yeah, there's a reason that, like, the weird, we were so confused last week of, like, she is the reason this tribe lost the challenge, and she's, like, the one talking about challenge strength. It's because it was ironic. Hmm. I don't know. That feels pretty subtle. I think, I feel like B said a lot of things that really corresponded to the season's theme. And then to have it be, ah, another adversity for the Davids. I I think she just might be a stepping stone in that story. I don't think it's as humorous as... I I think it's meant to be kind of both. I think it, it does touch on the major themes, but I think overall it is a story of... Someone who kept preaching, never give up, always stay fighting, quitting. Like, that's her arc is. Yeah, I mean, that's true. And the, that, there's some inherent comedy in that. But I don't think B's story says a whole lot about the season as a whole other than, like, really much of anything. But she okay. does have, like, a cute wow. little arc, I think. I, I do think it's a well-constructed arc. And so I'm happy for it. It just, I don't know what you can exactly extract from B's story (laughs) i think they did a good job with her i wish maybe they wouldn't have given her so much focus last episode especially with elizabeth and lyrissa getting nothing last episode yeah i agree i get that you were like oh it's time for me to step up and but hmm, i don't know you could have kept in that knee content from last episode but very little else i agree that would probably be my one major change but maybe that means that we'll get a nice little story for the other ones i don't know not super optimistic on that, but it is what it is. B's content is over. Um, I do think she quit. Like, <laughs> I think if she, like, this for me would be a lesson in Survivor producers to not, like, th- she is the textbook example of why you don't cast recruits who don't care about the show. Um, what? I no. really do think. I I disagree. She quit because she didn't care at all. Like, her heart was clearly not in the game at all. She gets a minor injury. 
a potential like a potential this is this is where you and i differ so much because i'm like yes i get it she has an injury that will threaten the rest of her career like girl you need to quit and (laughs) you're like no she just like didn't care about the game enough which i like that's a valid point but like Yo, there's been people with, like, broken... Like, <laughs> Missy was on crutches, and this girl didn't receive medical attention. Like, I'm, it's not even close. Um, like... <laughs> and Jeff was clearly upset with her. Like, the whole thing makes so much sense. I think you don't cast people like B ever again, because her heart was clearly not in it at all. So, yeah. That's, that's my sense on it. Next up, we got... <laughs> but if, like... Okay, fine. We're moving on. We do not need to talk about Join B Join us for, much. like, the... Like the B, like, tell-all cast after this yeah. or something. I Belie- don't know. I never forget. Believe in yourself. Much like Carl did when he found the idol negator on Exile Island. He did not receive a tribe. I don't... Like, why are there never that many coconuts in the ocean any other time? <laughs> <laughs> like... I okay, I think they I think they threw a bunch of coconuts there. I think okay. that was... I think that is part of the... Part of the uh, challenge kind of thing. Oh... <laughs> uh. But yeah, Carl was on Exile Island, and it wasn't like the worst Exile Island. No, it seemed fine. Like it's very, it's a very Carl Exile Island where I'm just like, yeah, he's getting enough, but like it's not spectacular yet. Yeah, like it didn't seem extremely harsh. It didn't seem anything like that. But again, Carl gets serviceable content, much like it was a serviceable Exile Island. It's just, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing, with Carl. Um, I guess. That being said, it's serviceable and it's without flaws. So, like, I have them, like, really high on my list, but it definitely needs to go somewhere soon. Yeah, for me, and he's someone, like, you have him super high, I don't, but he's somebody who, like, absolutely makes sense as a winner. But, like, it for me, he has, like, Michael Yerger syndrome, where it's just, like, sure, he's get, like he's checking all the boxes, but something's just not right, and I don't know what it is. Hmm. I don't know if it's just because he's kind of, like, honestly, he's kind of boring. Like, so it's <laughs> always a little hard to tell. But, like, he gets consistently good content. But then, like, I still don't get why him and Jessica were tied so much together. Like, especially looking back, that's his first confessional is talking about Jessica. Um, which is never a super good And now he was, he was close to B. And I don't even think we saw him or Mark on, like, B being gone. Nope. In addition to him being on Exile. I don't know. Yeah, like, I feel like Carl's going to be here for a while. And he's going to be important. Yeah. I just don't think he's going to be our winner. Yeah, now that he's on Vuku, and I guess we'll get to them, but I feel like Vuku probably doesn't go to another tribal yes, council. Yes, I don't believe so either. So, yeah, I think we have Carl for a while. But it'll be interesting to see how he fits in. Mm-hmm. To Vuku. He has Davy there. Um, I don't know if he and Elizabeth have interacted yet, but yeah, yeah we'll see. For me, Carl's edit, if he isn't the winner, is like a th- like I just want to say thank you to the editors for giving somebody who isn't the winner an edit like this so that it keeps things super interesting. Um, yeah, I think you're about to say fan favorite, and yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> but I just think like, like, this is the kind of edit that you can give anybody where he gets to comment on, like, his entire journey without soaking up screen time uh, so that we can always keep him in consideration. He never goes invisible. Like, you can give everyone something like this, and then we, 
like it makes this season so much just so much more fun and so much more interesting. Yeah. Uh, when it's like, could Carl win? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, but there's so many other contenders that I'm not going to consider him. I love that I'm afforded the luxury to not consider Carl uh, as a top candidate. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's probably going to leave like early pre or early merge, but I don't know. I think he's very mid merge. Like, because that idol nullifier is probably going to He's absolutely canceling Dan's idol. Oh, yeah. Like, one million percent. I'm trying to think, is there a way that... I guess Alec could tell him, and then... Well, everyone... uh, Mike told Nick about Dan's idol. So it's it's probably just an open book at this point. Yeah. I I just think it makes so much sense. We have a public idol. We have David holding the rock to slay Goliath. Like, it it all makes so much sense that he's... At the very mm-hmm. least, going to be connected to Dan. That's all I really have to say about Carl. Do you have anything else? No. Like I said, a pretty adequate Exile Island. And look, there was an Exile Island. I was not wrong. Yeah, it's I thought it was going to be two tribes. It happened at 16. Yeah. So, speaking of three tribes, we'll go to our new tribe first. Tiva in green. And the first person that we absolutely have to talk about. Oh my gosh, so excited. <laughs> this tribe is so good. Um, he's got f- except, except for, for Allison. Allison. <laughs> uh, poor Janet. Um, Allison <laughs> is really like I'm not gonna lie. I don't think I could tell you anything she's done, and I pay a lot of attention to what everyone's done. Um, she on my edge chart. She was more three last episode. I don't remember why. I I actually rewatched. Like, I, think she said I rewatched something. episode three. Um, she looks like. like I don't know if she looks a lot like Natalia or just, like, the fact that they both kind of just weren't super developed made them kind of interchangeable in my mind. But she got a confessional talking about, like, why Natalie needs to go because she's tired of her. And in my, like, mind canon, that was just a Natalia confessional. Um, I think that was a Natalia confessional. I don't don't know. know. They're so interchangeable. (laughs) Allison was, like, literally not, like, on this episode at all. Um, Yeah. I really don't know what to make of her at all this is a girl that everyone thought was gonna do super well in the preseason too like and i feel like i think people aren't totally like not sold on allison yet they're like well maybe something could happen and just like no like allison is the one person i know the least about and that's just shocking yep, to me, me too like so. she clearly has no role to play in how the season comes out. Yeah. Like, where she goes, I don't know. Uh, I mean, like, Ghost Island showed <laughs> that you can be invisible forever and end up in the top six. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, to me, she reads, like, a pre-merge boot, but I don't really get how. I mm, I think I can maybe see it on Tiva, where, like, if the Christian-Gabby thing does come to a head, like, Christian is able yeah. to swing at least John to take out Allison. But, like... Why? Like, why? What has Allison done? That's the thing, like... Like, Allison is, like, the strongest woman left. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's very strange. The strange thing about Allison is, like, you can't even place her in, like, a challenge. Like, I, I, like, I remember nothing she's done other than that comment at the start on the ruining. I remember when she got splashed oh, yeah, with by the, wave, the yeah. water. <laughs> yeah, I That's don't know. It. Allison's story sucks. Uh, this is the kind of story you don't tell, Survivor producers. I mean... I'm glad it's all being, like, like smushed into Allison's, like, dearth of yeah, content. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> She's the only one who's really underdeveloped at this point. Like, instead of, like, 
having a bunch of underdeveloped people and a yeah, bunch it's just of the one. That's fine. Over, just like yeah, Alice. Like they did this, but like in early seasons, like you have your Daras or your mm-hmm. Butches. And like at the very least, it, like, I I guess I have some some things to commend it for. Allison at the, like gets content. It's just less important. Like I think they really have hers basically under Angelina. Like she gets to talk about like yeah. why girls never find idols and how they don't want to be tending to the fire. But then Angelina gets the big moment about it. So like at the very least, we see that her and Angelina have some sort of bond, and that's why. Yeah. So at least there's some. We at least know her bond, which makes it better in that way. Yeah, we. Yeah. I think we talked too long. The about exact Allison. opposite of Allison's <laughs> content is Christian, who is again three out of four episode titles, super visible in every episode. Um, yep. <laughs> I love this guy. I, He's so great. Yeah, I really like him. I I still don't know where to place him. I think I'm weakening on him because. And like I said, I just feel weaker about Tiva as a whole. I feel like they didn't get the best content this mm-hmm. episode. There's a lot of like a lot of swap but, left though, so I do think that can change. Yeah. I do think there's a chance this is the complex swap tribe. It's just not yet. Yeah. Like it, to me, it got but, enough that it could potentially be that way. Um, but for Christian, I'm exactly with you. Like. The more we get into the season, the more I'm like, oh, Christian's like a once-in-a-lifetime casting find. Who, mm-hmm. if he leaves next episode, this is the edit he gets. If he wins, this is the edit he gets. Uh, so it's yeah. very odd because he's going to be loved by producers in a way that really is super rare. Like, people compare him a lot to Cochran. I think, honestly, he is more likely... Like, he's going to be more loved than Cochran by producers. Like... Yeah, I think he's more of a Rupert. Yes. Like, obviously not similar, but, like, the same way Rupert, I think you maybe didn't see him getting eighth in Pearl Islands because he was just such a big character. But, like, he's great for the theme, and you wanted to show as much of him as you can. I think with Christian, you're going to show all his good moments. You're going to show him talking about the bureaucracy of Slamtown or um, the Charmpocalypse. Yep. Like, he just has such a way with words that's great for sure. That's Survivor. the thing, is he is, like, he honestly, Rupert's a fantastic example. Russell Hance is also a great example. He's, like, a survivor. He's somebody who's going to be a survivor mascot. Boston Rob. Like, that's he's just, he transcends even, like, A-level survivor contestants in terms of entertainment quality. And yeah, that's the thing, is, like, he's, like, S-tier if you're doing, like, video game thing. Um, where he's just, like, he really is just a, like, a diamond in the rough completely. Uh, like no one's ever gonna forget him. People are like people compare him a lot to Cochran. People are gonna stop comparing nerds to Cochran and gonna start comparing nerds to Christian. Is basically like he's that level. Yeah, because um, I think a lot of the like I think I'm one of the people. I feel like Cochran tries too hard. Like he doesn't come off as natural as much as he should. Christian just that's 100% Christian. I feel. Yep. It's just. This weirdo who is kind of stumbling over words, but is still so somehow eloquent. He's like, he has like this nervous talking, but in a way that's extremely captivating. He picks the perfect words every time. He's got a little bit of like a, just some ticks that are rough around the edges, but make him even more captivating. Like, so that's the thing is for me, I don't know at all where he places. He's clearly super important. Yep. But. (laughs) Yeah. I almost feel like he can't win because he's almost 
too much that way. And, like, we've never had one of those people win. So that's basically my one thing is, like, you could tell me he wins. It makes so much sense. But at the same time, usually these, like, once-in-a-lifetime, like, Survivor mascots don't end up winning. They're, like, too positive. And I think Christian's on that trajectory, just being too good to win Survivor. Yeah, they have a second season rigged for them. So yeah, or a fourth win. season. <laughs> but yeah, I died in the Charmpocalypse 2018. Yep, yep. I think every Survivor fan did. Every every Survivor fan who goes on Reddit or whatever and is like, I hate the super fans. Like, Christian was like genetically created to destroy them. It's like, good luck hitting yeah. Christian. Uh, but yeah, like, <laughs> and he is, he's also like, as we've mentioned, is somebody who basically has a duo with like like if you actually break down the relationships of this game you have nick's duos of like nick and elizabeth nick and mike nick and um christian Christian. then you also have like splintered off from that you have christian's duos and those are like the major relationships of the game are based around christian and nick and that's definitely something to watch out for yep Mm -hmm. uh next up we got dan oh gosh what like sort of the opposite but not quite like i just don't know what to do with dan (laughs) yeah i don't either like dan's a strange one he is in a like still in this episode he's not even on car's tribe there's there's not even a segment before he talks like before the swap and we got um him talking about kara yeah (laughs) It's definitely tied to Kara. So So tied. Like, there's been a lot of comparisons of Dan and a Golden Retriever, and I think it's spot on. (laughs) Yep. All he cares about is Kara, and, I mean, he even got, like, a cute little scene with Christian being like, you know, Christian tries really hard, but, and that's all that you can really ask out of somebody (laughs) or whatever when he's trying to drop the wood. Um, (laughs) I do think he, like... He's like Chris Noble Light. Like, I made that comparison at the start, but he's less over the top than Chris Noble. But I think he's going to have a similar trajectory. Mm -hmm. Like, we're meant to laugh at him. Yep. Yeah. After we've been told, like, oh, Dan's so perfect. And then, like, we just see all of it unravel. Yes. Yes. And I think absolutely Dan's going to get stabbed in the back by Kara. And it's going to be a great moment. Yeah. Uh, But other than that, I honestly, like... Yeah, he wasn't very visible in this episode. No. Other than, like, him being sad that he split up with Kara and that Christian moment, I don't remember much of anything. Yeah, that's so. pretty much all he got, and so, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, so next up, we got Gabby, who we've already talked about a lot. Wonderful character. Love this girl. Yes. This Her scene, yeah. like, honestly had me in, like, tears. Like, like, so captivating, so, like relatable and honest and i think that's the thing is like she's so different like her and christian are so different than the average nerds where it's just like they're not putting on an act at all like this is who they are and it's so like i had goosebumps that entire scene that was all sepia toned and Mm -hmm. yeah i just and it's such a strange edit still like i don't understand what they're doing with gabby it constantly feels like primed for like a what's it called like when someone gets better like Like a rebound (laughs) Like a rebound, yeah. Um, and they had, like, the opportunity. Like, Gabby win- leads her tribe to this, like, epic win after thinking she's, like, on the bottom. And, like, 
they could have showed the reward, but mm-hmm. they didn't. So, like, I don't know what they're doing with Gabby. And that's the thing is, like, Gabby's edit is bizarre to me. Because after episode one, we're like, oh, wow, this girl is going far. But then it just feels like Gabby could leave at any moment, honestly. As long as she's connected to Christian. Because that's her story, is something about Christian. Whether it's them conquering the world together, or him abandoning her and it being super sad. Yeah. I do actually think that Gabby could still win. I have not eliminated her, which is bizarre. Because, really? like you said, it still feels like a rebound's coming. Like, it feels like this is the... It feels like she has a really long act one of, mm-hmm. like... Everything keeps going wrong for her, but then she's going to rise back up. Um, it's it's sort of like Aubrey's episode one in Cal Wrong, but it's lasted four yes. episodes and still not stopped. In- increased. In, <laughs> um, yeah, it's very bizarre. Um, and yeah, she's she's the last person on my list aside from people who are obviously eliminated. Yeah. Like she's like the last person I'm seriously considering with any sort of actual equity because like when you're looking for a winner, you want them to be consistent. You want them to have content that makes sense. That has like a story overall. Gabby has that. She has relationships. She has everything. She checks all the boxes. It's just all her contents like crying. Yeah. And not the best gameplay. Yeah. It's just, hmm. but like really like Gabby, ending up in the end and winning makes a lot of sense. Like it really makes a lot of like, like a logical end to her story would be her winning and like proving herself wrong. And like, like, can you picture a better David winner than Gabby who like doesn't, doesn't know how to talk to people who are confident, who are the Goliath. And like, it just makes so much sense if David's going to win that it could be Gabby. That I just, I can't not consider her, even though, hmm. like, things seem like I shouldn't. It seems, something about her just feels right that she could theoretically win. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I don't know, I just, so, like, the way Gabby acts, I feel like that's not something that she's going to easily get over. Yes. So I'm just, I'm having trouble seeing it, but I see where the threads are there for it. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, like, I think the single best thing for her is that... Um, we have the single best thing for her is that we have, um, Christian in the first episode looks like a cartoon character to the point where like, I was like, I don't really see how he can win with this versus Gabby who looks like the more, like the strong one, like almost like the alpha in the relationship, which if you go back to ghost Island logic is the reason why I stuck to Wendell the entire time over Dominic is Wendell in the first episode even though the rest of the season said otherwise, was established as the alpha and the duo. Gabby was established as the alpha and the duo, despite all this crying content that she's gotten since. Um, which makes me think that if they're in the end together, that Gabby would win. So that's something that I'm always going to have in the back of my mind, that Gabby would beat Christian in the end. So if that's what ends up, if that's the trajectory that it looks like we're coming to, I think Gabby's going to win. But other than that, hmm. Gabby's not winning. Gabby can't win against anybody else, I don't think. <laughs> so that's yeah whatever that's good for gabby we got next up johnny nitro current uh impact world champion uh yeah he yeah he did that <laughs> um uh, like i think if this was any other alpha male type character i'd be like yeah this is a great subtle like edit i just feel like it's too subtle <laughs> now like it's like 
It's like dipped so far down to like, I don't know. Yeah, I really don't know. Like, like <laughs> it just, it's so complex with John. Like he almost has like, like in a way, like genuinely almost has too perfect, too crafted, too logical of an edit for a winner. Like, yeah. like in his first episode, he talks about how he's way smarter than everyone thinks. That's his first, that's his introduction. Isn't the over-the-top wrestler, his introduction is talking about how he's smarter than everyone thinks, which is crazy. And then on the flip side, then he introduces himself as this crazy over-the-top character, but then explains more pointedly that he's not going to use that to win this game. Like, there's more content about the John behind the mask than there is of the mask. And (laughs) at this point, it's a very peculiar, like, we're getting, he's a softie, he's awkward one-on-one, he's like it's so crafted like it's because on the beach he's so confident i have have a bizarre theory what if this is a john pre-merge boot edit i don't think that's even possible i it sounds weird looking at tiva now i just you think he could be like the ali elliot yeah i kind of almost feel like he's the stephanie of the season or maybe ali but like yeah, it's hard to imagine. I was sort of thinking of, like, Jimmy Johnson, where there's this big celebrity who went home pretty early and had this weird edit. I don't know. It just, it's so That's weird. A, like, it's so bizarre. <laughs> like, literally, like, part of me feels like he should just be everyone's number one contender, and then we're going to go look back at this season in a couple years and be like, yeah, that was the most obvious winner of all time, John. Like, from the start, like... It was so crafted. It makes no sense. He was shown way more complex than he probably was in reality. Oh, yeah. For sure. If he does win, it's like uh, it's like something we'll go back and say yeah. was obvious, even though we're sitting here now being like, what if he's pre Yeah, like, that's the thing is, like, <laughs> we get everything with him. Like, he, he literally has, like, the perfect winner at it. But, like, it just doesn't feel right. Like, like it doesn't feel like... Like, for me specifically, being a wrestling fan, <laughs> that this guy that I grew up watching every day has a chance to win this game. But, like, even, like, on that front, it's weird. But then on the actual show, it's weird because, again, all of his content on the beach is shown talking about wrestling still. Like, he still hasn't got past that. Mm. Yeah. And, like, like, part of me feels like we might almost be watching, like, a Brad Culpepper kind of thing. Where the rug's gonna be pulled under us at some point? That I hope not. No, like that would be bad. Yeah, like I think it's absolutely on the table though. Like I really do think that there's a chance that John just leaves one episode over the top negative five or something like that. Like, hmm. but at the same time, like I have no idea. Like they've done so much to make him empathetic, and you understand him and. Yeah. So for me, I feel like him being a winner makes sense. So. Oh, yeah. It, like, makes sense. I'm just so confused. Like, Tiva is a tribe of weirdo edits. And I think next episode will tell a lot about where they're each going. Yeah, if Tiva continues to be, like, in this episode, they were clearly not super complex. Like, I think there's a chance they are. They end up being a complex tribe, but. If they're not, it makes this the entire game way easier to figure out who the winner is. Like, if we can safely eliminate everyone on this tribe, like, it would make things so easy. 
yeah, because it's like all big yeah. characters, especially Alice. Especially so, like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because they're all like the anomalies. Like, like we've never had someone like John ever on the show. We've never really had someone like Christian. Like Gabby too. Gabby. Like, they're Damn. all weird anomalies that don't make sense. And once we figure out where they're going, the entire season makes more sense. Like, especially Christian yeah. and John. Like, the minute you figure out where they place, like, I feel like, like honestly, like, if I were to read a spoiler of where one of them places, I feel like the entire season would make so much more sense. And I feel like I would be able to nail who the winner is. But, like, obviously if it was them, that would make it extremely easy. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know I mean? Like, it just... They're, they're the big question... Like, they're the question blocks that I feel like have to pop before anything makes any sense. Yeah. So I guess... Do you have anything else to say about uh, the mayor of Slamtown? Um... So if he's the mayor, though, like, he has to be a resident of Slamtown, according to, like, law. So... Hey, you win some, you lose some. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Uh, on to Jabeti. Shout out, watch uh, Bound for Glory. He's v- incredible match that he just put on. <laughs> on to Jabeni. Angelina, queen. Um, Yeah. Also, like, weirdly subtle edit. That makes me think she's not winning. Um... I would say Jabani is also one where we need to watch out for because it was so like Vuku heavy. It was so heavy. Vuku heavy. This, so yeah, if Jabani goes and they have a lot of people, well, I guess you can't like see Natalie go like UTR no. one, but uh, a lot of people who could, I don't know, maybe not. But Angelina like quiet edit. But I still think she has a chance. I mean, she did get the comment about B. She got to B, talk about B. So. Um, again, like we talked about earlier, I think she has a story made for her and the girls edit, like the girls' story. Um, she got recap focus. There's a lot of things that are really good for Angelina. Um, she's clearly one of the main characters of the merch, I think. It's just... Oh, yeah. Like, her story yeah. clearly hasn't blossomed fully yet or even close, um, which makes me think she could win. Like, almost to the point, like, where if Carl wasn't getting the fan favorite edit, like, Angelina could be your fan yeah, favorite. absolutely. Like. Because she's, like, actually, like, calm and, like, gets things done. I don't know. She tells Natalie. It's very weird. Listen, Natalie, just calm down. Uh, and then we can win the challenge. And then Natalie <laughs> calms down and they win the challenge. Like, there's a lot of good in this edit. That was subtitled, too. Um... That's the thing is, like, I, I don't think she's going to be in any danger anytime soon. Oh, yeah. Not on this tribe, I think. She is at the top. And in addition to that, on just a gameplay level, I'm super impressed with Angelina. She managed to turn, like, at least from what the episode told us, Natalie, who is an obvious first boot, into a 9-1 to vote on someone else. And sole credit was pretty much given to Natalie. Or, sorry, to Angelina. <laughs> None was given to Natalie. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> and... Yeah, that's the thing is I have a lot of faith in her long term. Um, if it wasn't for her first confessional, I would really be putting her right near the top of the list. I think it's her second. Like her first True. one is her talking about herself. She gets True, one yeah. on the boat. But yeah, it's still it's the biggest sticking point is like why why have Angelina poke fun at the under? Especially when like I thought it was okay if this was the story of just the David's getting pounded and like there's like one in the merge or whatever, but that's not what's happening. Like, especially on the swap yeah. tribe, we just had a Goliath leave over a David in a, in a majority position. Like, Or if, like, the 
Davids had all been like yes. awful people, which they're also not. Like they're all very sympathetic yeah. people. Like that's the thing is it's that one confessional is like enough for me to be like very head scratching. Unless she's the only one who expressed the sentiment that they needed from production, but even honestly, mm-hmm. her being like, I lived a fairy tale life, and like, like they're kind. Of, I still think there is a chance she's just the villain. Like she's our Kellen or whatever. Um, I definitely think it's possible, but she looks better than Kellen did at this point. Oh yeah, for sure. Like she has a less obvious villainess coming up. We need to see what she's doing strategically yes. on Jabani. I think next episode. Um. Otherwise, yeah, she'll fall into Kellen territory. Yeah, I don't really have a whole lot more to say about Angelina. Um, she's way better than I thought she would be, personally. Yeah, for sure. Uh huh. So next up, we got Lyrsa, who has her hands on her hips. Where did that uh, happen? At the swap, like they um, oh, and Jeff's like Lyrsa <laughs> with her hands on her hips. Why do you have your hands on your hips, Lyrsa? And she's like, 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 continues to have her hands on her hips and like wiggles her finger or something. Like, uh, like, how did that make the cut? And then doesn't say anything else. Yeah, like, <laughs> just imagine being Lyrsa and like, like, you have your family over. You're on a TV show. Your yeah, only <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. Your only content is, Lyrsa has her hands on her hips. Like, what? Or, just to get to the end of, like, the immunity challenge, and, like, well, that's all that we're going to see of you, so... Thanks for coming, guys. See you next week. <laughs> it's just a bummer. I just... But I guess... What we're saying is, like, this is really the first, like, invisible. Like, Lyrsa and Elizabeth were close I think Lyrsa was invisible episode, last episode, but... Yeah. And then I think she's... I think she got the double invisible. Oh, man. So, number yes. one winner contender. Yeah, I don't get, like... Lyrsa clearly just isn't... Like, it's just gonna... She's... She's Libby. She's Libby. Yeah. Plays no real role. She'll leave in, like, a forgettable tribal council. Cute blonde. blonde. Uh, she got hair content. She's a punk rocker, lesbian with blue hair or whatever. Um, yeah. So I guess that's another title, Libby. Yeah, I just feel like n- nothing incredible is ever going to happen with Lyrsa. She's 100% tied to Elizabeth. Uh, and her story might even be over. Like, Yeah, I could see her going mm-hmm. on Jabani. And if she goes, it's going to be in like a – like she's not going to be super developed, I don't think. Like, cause her introduction nope. was, t- was about Elizabeth. So, I mean, other than like mm-hmm. the, the challenge, but, um, her introduction was with Elizabeth. Yeah. I think the, uh, Elizabeth saved her. Theoretically, that's the end of her story. Um, but who knows? Kind of my, pre- my predictions are that Jabani goes to a few tribal councils and we lose Lyrsa and Natalie. I kind of don't think we're going to lose Natalie, but I, I definitely think we're going to lose Lyrsa. Like, I, I don't think there's a chance. I don't think there's a chance Lyrsa <laughs> makes the merge. Or if she does, it's, like, the second merch boot. Eh, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, she's Libby. either in the Libby spot or she's in pre-merch. Yep. But, yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say about her. Uh, nope. Can Mike win? He's going up Like, for me. every episode, he gets more and more complex. More and more stories are forming with him. I, like, I think it's possible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just, there's nothing strong mm. to take hold of. Yeah, and, like, make him, like, a top contender for me. But he's there. He's not doing anything wrong. Yeah, like, he gets good content. He is, like, a reliable narrator. Like, he gets good Mm -hmm. snappy confessionals. He has, like, a recurring motif of just talking about Shakespeare and quoting Shakespeare. Um, 
Yeah, like hosted really? by Lionel Petard and uh, the Primrose Path. Like he's not gonna go down the Primrose Path. With Jeremy. Uh, there's one. There's one this season. Huh. One this episode too. I forget what it was exactly. But he keeps quoting Shakespeare. Um, he always has really good reads on other people. And yeah, like just it makes a lot of sense if he ends up winning. I think the only issue is that he got like the Doctor Mike first episode. I kind of think. In your winner montage, what are you showing from? Like, yeah, that's so the biggest far? issue. <laughs> like, because it's all been content, but it's this like consistent like I'm talking to someone and we're kind of strategizing yes. content, and it's not like. Granted, Wendell didn't exciting. get a winner montage, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe, true. maybe okay. that uh, old rule is over and done with. I don't think so, but that is for me also the single <laughs> biggest issue. Is like we have him being like. Uh, I could save Jeremy, but I won't. Like, it's not really going to make a winner's montage. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like, and he also hits, like, every story we listed. Like, he has a, a connection to every single one. Um, and, again, like, he's Jeff Probst's friend, so it makes it a little bit weird. But I do think he's just, like, kind of a captivating character. I didn't really like him in the past weeks, but I think for whatever reason this episode made him, like, finally make sense as a character to me. Um, so that's good. I don't really care for him, but, like, he's there. Yeah, like, he's serviceable, I guess. But, um, yeah, he's somebody who continues to, his stock continues to rise, in my opinion, because as some of these people, like Elizabeth, fall off a cliff randomly, he doesn't. And any -hmm. any consistent person is going to be better than a non-consistent person. With, I guess, the exception of our next person, uh, who is... (laughs) extremely consistent uh i guess do you have anything else to add about mike no Sweet. i really want to get um, to natalie yeah we <laughs> potentially the most consistent edit of all time uh the oh, consistent yeah. over the top negative um oh man wow she was awful in this episode she's just like i love natalie but she is so bad at this game like literally had a tribal council where people like yeah we could vote natalie out because she's bossy and doesn't get along with people and then she swaps on a tribe and bosses all four of them around have we ever seen anyone be like like other than like bradley be like i'm not even get to gonna get no bradley actually said the opposite bradley said i look forward to getting to know these people so i can laugh at them when i vote them out natalie just like i'm not even gonna bother introducing myself (laughs) like (laughs) what there's just been there's just been no one like her. Like there's no one that's like that way around camp no. life either. Like she literally just like I'm getting my Natalia on, but she literally just sits there and tells people what to do and doesn't do anything. <laughs> it's so bizarre. Like she literally doesn't do anything. Like and like she's not even like giving like particularly intelligent insight. She's like make the fire bigger. Like <laughs> <laughs> yes. And she's like, I don't have all the answers. I just have most oh. of them. And like, what? Like, <laughs> I don't, like, <laughs> she's almost so out there that I feel like she's making it super far. Like, I feel like she is going to re, I think she's going to reunite no. with John. So I think she got plot armor. Maybe. That was the one thing I was thinking is that, like, how does John and Natalie fit into anything? He's like the Natalie Whisperer. How does Natalie yeah, survive? That's the thing. How does Natalie survive? Other than if they just <laughs> they literally just pick off the Davids, I guess. 
or just go once, but, like, how does this tribe, like, Mike got a good confessional, I guess, to throw back to Mike, is, like, like, if you were gonna draft a tribe of, like, quote-unquote Davids, like, look at the Jabini tribe of no one who looks <laughs> even, like, like, Mike might be their best challenge competitor, and... I feel like Angelina is not okay. in the bottom five, yeah. and she just got, like, slighted the whole episode, and I'm like... Fair, like... But... But yeah, the other four are like, like I think if you had asked us episode one who was in the worst positions, it would be Lyrissa, yes. Mike, Natalie, and Nick. And so <laughs> it's very peculiar. Um, but I think for a storytelling point of view, it's pretty interesting that like the David, like we keep saying that like someone who embodies the persona or whatever of the David is gonna win. Um, and Jabeni is the mm-hmm. most David tribe of them all, according to Mike White. So that's really good for uh, Miss Natalie. Uh, Natalie. <laughs> yeah, I just in auto. I, I want to add. So I went back and watched the premiere, and her introduction is saying like, "People love me." I've had people who literally would take a bullet for me, and we've seen multiple people take a bullet for Natalie at this point. Um, like Jeremy. Really? I feel like this is, this is like the B humor where like. No one wants no, to take like, a bullet you're right, you're for right. Natalie. Like, like, but like in the way that she's the mirror, you know what I mean? Like Jeremy go <laughs> Jeremy yeah. is in a good pos- at least what the story told us was Jeremy was in a good position, went to Natalie, ends up taking the bullet for her. Like like this isn't the story of <laughs> people taking the bullet for her because they love her. This is the story of people taking the bullet for her for some other bizarre reason. Like that she sucks so much that there's no reason to vote <laughs> her out. Um I think she's making the merge. I really do. Uh, maybe that's a hot take, but I think she's like Alan Ball. Like it's just gonna fizzle out, and like we got what we needed in Natalie. Maybe like a Jatia, but like we got we are blessed to get so much. We can't okay. Ask so I guess the question anymore. is: so she's been over the top negative every episode. Does that mean on her boot episode is she gonna be like what's she gonna get? Is she gonna be over the top positive? Like. I yeah. think it's mixed. I think, like, we'll see, like, a glimmer of Natalie, like, realizing, like, very Rob yeah. Zabachnik, like, oh, maybe I can, and then it's, like, yeah. it's too late. Yeah. <laughs> I also just love the, like, I'm so Goliath strong, I'm not even going to introduce myself, like, I don't know, <laughs> like, if a Goliath, like, I don't know, like, I think there's a chance she is in the end, like, I really do think this is, like, Philip Shepard, um... But I don't know. I think it's interesting that she's with Angelina because I think Angelina is one of those people who could see that mm. and be like, I mean, we should just be dragging Natalie with us. But like, it'd be hard to convince yeah. Mike of that, maybe. So. Yeah, I really don't. Like, Nat- Natalie at this point, like, is like, I love this girl. I want her to be there as long as possible. And I think her edit backs up being there oh, a yeah. while. So I don't know. I think there's a chance she's there. She could also just be like, next. Like, there's. Ah, uh, not next. She'll be here for. I think, I think there's a good chance. Yeah, you think so? Next. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I mean, maybe they, maybe they take Lyrus out first just to yeah. like ensure a majority. And that's but... the thing is like Natalie. I think Natalie, honestly, her story's gonna be like no self awareness, but keep surviving somehow. Like they, they really, really want to vote out Natalie, but they have to get rid of a David, so they go after Lyrus, and then they never go to tribal again or whatever. Like. Very similar to um, 
like the Jeremy one, where it's like, they really want to take out Natalie, but Jeremy's even worse. Like, I think there's going to continue to be these, like, like, like middle school, like, like, like excuses for why Natalie's lives that completely aren't her. I think that's what her story is going to continue to be. <laughs> yeah. So I'm betting on her lasting longer. But I also accept the fact that she could easily leave next. And I think she'll be the decoy boot <laughs> every episode in some capacity until she leaves. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, literally every episode is going to be like, Natalie is still not being yeah, great there's something at really entertaining about watching someone who is, like, this terrible. Like, I really think you could make a play for her being one of the worst players ever. Or in the challenge where, like, Jeff is commenting and then now he picks up on is that, like, we're going off course. Why are we going off course? Yep. It's mm. While she's the one literally pushing the cart. <laughs> so, I guess next up we got our boy Nick. Um, I think he is a really good contender to win. Um, especially now... That he's on so both too. the David tribes, and he narrowly escaped first boot in the first episode. Uh, his story makes so much sense as a winner. Like you can just like all his content is like a winner montage almost, like the exact opposite of Mike White. I think I think the biggest thing right now is his episode one content where yes. Carl calls him lazy. But I'm trying to think how else you justify Nick being such an obvious boot if they go to tribal council without stuff yeah that's like the that. thing is like i don't think a winner's ever been portrayed as lazy um like maybe like like the only person i could think of who maybe was presented as lazy is like like maybe like parvati or chris dardry but like it's really not a cop at least very not a very common thing to show as a winner um and i i don't think after that we've seen no. him necessarily as lazy so yeah, I think I'm higher on Nick than I was before thinking about it for this podcast. Because, like, I can see the rationale for maybe having some bad stuff yeah. in that first episode. But it's stuff he's quickly and Especially in this of, theme in and... this season with these stories of, like, Nick's literally, like, in the second episode was like, I should have only been here for three days, so, um, like, I need to make sure that I make my second chance count. Like, that's a clear narrative. Um... You can absolutely see the Jeff Probst, like, winner montage of being like, at first, Nick put people off, but by a fluke luck of uh, Pat being medically evacuated, the artery of the heart of the David tribe, it put new blood into Nick, who went on to make named alliances with Mike White and Christian and dominate the game. Like, it makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. I see it. Yeah. I think I'm, he might be Mike, Mike <laughs> second now above carl i don't know i was just there's a group of people who are like they're pretty good yes. except they have one big flaw and like nick was there but right now i've sort of talked myself out and of honestly it, that's so. one of the big reasons i love the season like one it's super entertaining and stuff but like there's a list of like there's a bunch of people we've listed off who are like can win the game and it wouldn't be super weird and that's awesome yeah and nick's absolutely in that category i think he's great tv too um and he's more in like the rob sester nino archetype than i thought he would be like he's like a kind of a wisecracker um is he funny i don't know he's trying like he's he's less funny but he's kind of trying to be a little bit you know what i mean like if you watch the first episode it's all like you know who needs to bother about working on the camp i'm gonna worry about making alliances like it's he's, he's trying to be like the smooth talking dude 
Um, and that's kind of how they're trying to position him, I think, is in that archetype, even though he's not, like, noticeably missing the comedy. So, I don't know. Yeah. Nick's somebody who absolutely have to have your eyes on because I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. Like, honestly, I think if I were yeah. to pencil somebody in, like, if I was going to make a call on somebody who was absolutely in the final seven, I would pick Nick. Yeah. I don't I think, think anyone else I can confidently say has as much longevity as him. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's because he has to obviously mm-hmm. regroup with like Christian and Elizabeth. And so, yeah. And then they have to deal with like Nick, Mike. Like, it makes so much sense. I think that he's at the very least near the end. Um, yeah, he's not a he's not like a big target. No. in the early merge. I think you have people like I think Dan will be that. Um Kara, even to an extent, uh, John. Yeah, there's a lot Gabby. of people who seem to, like make a lot of sense to leave before him, or at least have some air of confusion for me. Like, like we said, like John could easily be right there in the end, or he could leave pre-merge, or even like early merge is, seems more reasonable. Um, whereas Nick doesn't feel like he can leave before the merge, and he also doesn't feel like he can leave early merge. So that's for me why I think yep. if I was gonna make a bet of who has the most longevity, it's Nick. Well, not the most, but, like, my yeah. bet for person to last the longest. Uh, and I guess that concludes Jabeni. Yeah. Um, Another tribe we just need to see what they yeah. do next episode. Because this episode it was, was all about Vuku. Oh, my goodness. Before we talk about Vuku, um, I think there's a chance any of these tribes can still be the complex tribe. Um, especially if they all go to tribal. Because this episode, basically, from beginning to end, was about Vuku with some supporting moments from the other two. Uh, but if, for example, next episode, yeah. Tiva goes to tribal and it's the opposite, like Vuku is now a supporting player and Tiva gets content from beginning to end, um, that would make a lot of sense if they all go. And I really do think they're all going to go. I don't think, and maybe Tiva's the only one I could see maybe not going, but cause that tribe is stacked. I feel, I feel like it might just be Jabani all the way out until merge. I mean, I, it's possible. Like I... That's the thing is like at the very least I just think we need by this is gonna be one that's gonna be hard to track who the complex tribe is bef- until the very yeah. end of the tribe because if like if yep. we're at fifteen right now, I guess we're at fourteen now or no yeah we're at fi- we're at fifteen so if there's two more episodes 15. before the merge um that could be an episode focused on Jabini that could be an episode focused on Tiva like they could do it that way very realistically so yeah, I guess now let's just talk sure. about Vuku who did dominate the uh, episode. We'll start out with Alec, who breakout episode, breakout awesome breakout episode. episode, I think. Um, like, oh no, yeah, he's got none. Not for his winner chances, chances, but like, mm. but like, I like him. I'm glad I picked Alec as my winner contender. Yeah, only he's to like, be wrong. I guess like, at one moment I was like, oh no, did you pick Chelsea? But no, he's he's a good character. Um, he's, I think he's really good in confessional. Like he's very like like comes off very well. Um. Yeah. And he's willing to play the game. I think we were right to see something special in him. Um, obviously, he can't win. Like, there's if I was like other than Allison, probably is the biggest zero. I think Alec is. It's like Natalie <laughs> Wait, and then Alec. Natalie, I I give Natalie a chance over Alec personally. But. I mean, every part of my soul wants Natalie to win, but I know it's not happening. <laughs> yeah. So. I, maybe by putting her at the bottom, like it'll, it's like the secret is gonna make her win, and that's even better. But 
yeah, it's like Natalie and then Alec because Alec just did not have content those first three episodes. Like, we saw bits of Allison, so like, she's above there, but not yeah. great. Like, I don't know. For me, Alec. Like, I'm happy they are giving, like, he has kind of a narrative, like, he's always going to be super optimistic. Um, he gets that confessional in the first episode being like, the thing about Goliath is that we're the people who are willing to dance in the rain or whatever. Um, and I think that's cool. Like, he's got a narrative. I'm glad they're completely purpling him or anything. Um, yeah. And yeah, like, I think, I think he might actually be here a while. Not a huge amount of time, but like, I could see him like the last pre-merge boot or like the merge boot or something. I just, I guess my whole theory is that Vuku doesn't go back because I think Kara mm. would be the next boot and that can't happen. So I think that makes Vuku sense. is just until merge. Alex like a weird person to be living, but it makes sense. Yeah. Like, he's got enough. Like somewhere in yeah. the middle. Definitely. Go. Yeah. Sort of like definitely. Desi. Like Desi. Yeah. And honestly, he'll probably make another like quote unquote big move, get kicked or whatever. That makes sense. Probably a lot like Desi. Mm-hmm. All right. So, next up, we got, I think, both of our winner picks at this point. Um, Davey. Incredible episode for Davey. I thought, okay, we were discussing, and I didn't watch the episode live, but I thought I saw you say it was bad for Davey. Like, Davey's not winning. Oh, that was a joke. So, in the group chat, I said, oh, wow, Davey's definitely not winning the game. Because, like, what a time to really pop, like... His one maybe negative is that he's a little invisible, like little on the radar, but pops up like crazy in the swap episode, which is super good. Like, gets to reintroduce himself, explain his like game mentality, like show that he's a great player. Like, this was a incredible episode for Davey, I think. Yeah, I think the one thing is him landing on that looking out for yourself side of the line. But we saw Elizabeth do it, and we've also not been told that being looking yes. out for yourself is the wrong thing to do. Like, it almost looks like it might right be that I and almost so, think like what we, if I was gonna make a guess of what it's gonna be, is that you're supposed to look out for yourself because the people who try to look after Nat- Natalie failed, other than John. But it is up in the air. Like it's up in the air is what they're telling mm-hmm. us at this point. But yeah, I still have Davy as my number one. It was mm-hmm. exactly what he needed. Like we saw him immediately get to work on making new alliances he had like more than just i need to keep myself safe but like i have this mm-hmm. idol but i don't want to use it yet so is there a way i can get elizabeth to go be the yeah his goal in this first? episode was to survive and so. also not use his idol he articulates that it works super good um he's the one who's ultimately yeah. shown convincing alec at the end of the day by not um Yep. Not pitching, like, like in my opinion, it was kind of shown as Elizabeth failed um, because she was pitching, like, big move, blah, blah, blah. And Davy just waited for Alec to be turned off by Natalia, and that was the correct move. Um, so that's super good for yeah. Davey. Um, in addition, I rewatched episode two um, where he finds the idol, and that is such a good episode for a potential winner. Um, he re-references the octopus scene, which... Often we say, like, in the premiere, you want a winner scene, so something that the casual audience would remember you as the guy who did it. Uh, and Davy being the guy who killed the octopus, 
was brought back up in episode two when he found the idol because he was like, you know, after I killed that octopus, I proved myself as a vi- like a viable provider for the tribe, and that's why I'm gonna find an idol. And then he finds an idol. Um, he's octopus guy. He's black nerd guy. He is idol finder guy. Like really, almost a perfect edit, and but not in a way that feels too perfect, like John. Yeah, it's the edit that we're like, if he wins, like. Editors, you're a little obvious, and but at least you had good characters throughout, and so. But yeah, if he wins, even the one who gets to articulate what's strong about it, David, uh, after after B leaves, like what episode in this one, right? Like B leaves, yeah, Angelina Ah, gets to talk, but Davy gets to talk and be like, the thing about David's is their endurance, because no matter what, we don't give up. Like, and again, like. He gets big, yep. meaningful content at the start of the episode. He gets it at the end of the episode. Like it's like wall to wall Davy content, and it's super good every single time. So mm-hmm. yeah, like for me, he is by far the number one. Um, yeah, it's like yes. him and then that group. Which of again, if he wins, is a little flops. upsetting for that reason because I think other than him, there's a huge, awesome open field. But Davy is super out there in the front. Um, and it was so unexpected. Like, this was the guy who was like, yes. this is our first boot. I didn't think it would be Sorry first boot, say, but I didn't but... have much faith. So, like, yep. really good on him. Like, yeah, I think he's got a really good shot. Um, and, like, not only edgically, but, like, strategically, he seems extremely good. Um, he got a nickname in Devilish Davy. Uh, and he's got an idol. He didn't have to use it. Like, dude's just killing it. He played that perfectly. Um, I really have almost nothing negative about Davy's edit or chances of winning at all. Yeah. It really reminds me of Wendell, where it's just like, Wendell, and then everyone else at the start. I'm excited to see Davy, though, because I feel like Wendell and yes. Dominic, you could see very clearly to the end. Davy's Yeah, and Davy could also not make... Like, Davy like, could also just be fan favorite guy. Like, there is a chance he's, like, our Aussie, and it just it's different than normal. I don't think so. Well, I mean... And that's what he's going to be if he's like he not could be our golden boy. But like, I think it's so strong that yeah. But yeah, I don't think it's super likely. And he's also tied into the nerd archetype, which I really think is gonna win. So, yeah, all all across the board, yep. super good. Um, almost the opposite of Davy being the, the nerd and like all this kind of stuff. We got Elizabeth, uh, who gets to also reintroduce herself in this episode. That so that's pretty good. Um, all in all, pretty good episode for Elizabeth. Uh, that. Last episode must have just been such a like, yeah. No, I'm not really considering for her, me. But... And like, people are like, yeah, online are just like, yeah, Elizabeth had one bad episode, but here she is back, and you discounted her too early, and and it's like, well, it was that one the worst was really time bad. to go invisible, like imaginable, like or UTR one, mm-hmm. but I think invisible. Um, yeah, because again, she did, she just pulled off a massive move to save her best friend and didn't get to talk about it. Or anything. She just vanished off the face of the earth. And then she's just again in a bottom position where she pulls it off. Like, she's clearly a super capable player. Um, good character. But for some reason, for whatever reason, yeah. it's just going to be that, I think. I think there's a chance she's pre-merge. Yep. Mm, I don't know. I just have so yeah, that's like honestly like who's not going back. Edit-wise, I think she makes a lot of sense. It's like the quote-unquote shock pre-merge boot. But being on Vuku does give her some... Yeah, I guess, immunity on that front. Um, but yeah, it no. just doesn't feel like she can win. She feels very, very like she's yeah. maybe my Michael Yerger. 
where I see where people are seeing the content, but like it's really patchy like, and weird and it just feels like the wrong things are being emphasized. Like I almost feel like she would get almost an entirely different edit if she were to win. Whereas this makes sense yeah, as a winner's edit, sure. but like I think that's the nuance, right? Is like this makes sense as a winner's edit, but not necessarily for Elizabeth. So yeah, yeah I don't have a whole lot to say. I think she's clearly a really good player though. Um so I misjudged her because you were really high on her preseason and I was not. <laughs> like <laughs> No, I think I thought she was like the Wendy Joe of this season. But like I don't know, maybe I thought she was more fun. Yeah, she's, she's boring and front. game bot. Like, she's a game bot, like, which, really unexpected. Um, I do think there's yeah. a chance she is, like, one of the power players of the season and just doesn't win. Because um, I'm back to kind of thinking that we might have a David-heavy merge, and she makes sense there. So, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, if you sort of, like, really the only tribe that's sort of looking at, I would think, would get rid of a Jabeni. David yeah. is Jabeni, and that's one at best because yes, then they're going to go for go. Natalie next. And like maybe Gabby could yeah. go. So maybe Gabby, but like that'd be yes. that's like your but shock. Th- yeah, uh, Gabby would actually make a lot of sense, I think, but I kind of think she has more longevity than Yeah. Me. Which I guess is the literal uh, definition of a shock pre merge boot. But <laughs> yeah, you know what? Uh, <laughs> Well, the the shock pre-merge boot that is like win. it's shocking given the given the content that they got, but like yes, you can sort of see why. Like with Stephanie, like she got a lot of great content, but like mm. the numbers just didn't work out. So and like she had also to go. like she wasn't introduced in the first episode till like forty five minutes in or whatever, um, which is a clear red flag. But we yeah. looked past it a little bit. So yeah, I did I for one episode. One episode I had her super high, and then. The next episode she left, and then from then on, it was pretty good. But, <laughs> um, yeah. So just that one weirdly ep- edited episode. That honestly was very good in Ghost Island. Uh, but next up we got Kara, uh, yep. Supergirl herself. Um, I thought this was a terrible <laughs> episode for Kara. I think so. I did my edgic, and I rarely want to give out a more five. But I looked at it and I was like, yeah. she was not complex, but she was super visible. And then someone else was like, yeah, Kara was like UTR2 this episode. So, like, no. that's not a good look. Like, regardless of how, like, I get why they said UTR2. She spoke a lot, because though. Because I feel like she didn't. Yeah. But she didn't yeah, say like, anything. <laughs> if there is such thing as a UTR5 edit, it's her in this episode. Um, I agree that Miller Road, like, oh, I would yeah. give her, like, Miller Road 5. Or four, maybe. Um, yeah, it's just very odd, the look she got. Um, mm-hmm. Where, like, she literally is, like, a key cog in this. She's also one of the people who has, like, one of the most consistent narratives up until this point. Um, and then it just goes away. Yeah. I get, kind of. At least on one... On her side, anyway. Like, Dan's still talking about it, so I guess that's a little bit good for her. But it takes a clear side... Or a backseat for effectively nothing. It's just like, I think if she were winning, she would be the one getting, like, Natalia's, like, Goliath. I mean, unless that's not her. Like, I think it makes some sense if she flips with the Goliath or with the Davids or whatever that they don't want her being, like, hammering in the... Like, I do think there is, like, some protection to that. Like, because Natalia looked... Like, everyone who's been, like, Goliath strong is bad so far. Like, you're then you're aligned with Natalie. And Natalie is ex- 
extremely negative. So it makes some <laughs> sense, but it's yeah, it's really strange too because she did not vote mm-hmm. with Natalia. Like, one of them voted for Elizabeth. One of them voted for Davy. So like, you can't even justify that in a weird Davy sense where like. She's so From what not I understand, the they were page. under the impression that Davy and Elizabeth were voting each other, and so it's a split vote, like they were supposed to be split voting. And the numbers make sense if Davy and Elizabeth are voting oh. each other, but that just didn't end up happening, obviously. Mm-hmm. So like, I think it's a, hmm. I think it's just hard to explain. Um, but yeah, yeah like oh, this yeah. was terrible for Carl. Like I really, really thought like I was less high on her than like a lot of people are online. Like she might be the biggest choice right now. From what I can see, of people, mm, I think so. I I think it's all like it's yeah, just true. really so across the board right now. So, but yeah, there's definitely a lot of support behind Kara. Yeah. So, for me, I just I don't like know. this reminds me like <laughs> she is my Michael Yerger where, like, <laughs> there's a lot of Michael Yerger in this, but um, like where like our Ejek is like <laughs> if you don't think a Michael Yerger's winning, you don't get it. Uh, there's a lot of people like that for Kara. I just do not see it at all. Like, I'd honestly, looking back at the first episode with everything, it's less good than I thought. Um, like, she looks yeah. dumb in that scene where she can't figure out what Dan's saying about his, her name. Like, it's a bad look. I don't know. I thought Dan, Dan looked, looked weird, weird in that scene. Um, and, like, she's, <laughs> like, the thing that's good for her, she has plot armor until she's back with Dan. Because she's absolutely destroying his heart. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be a great episode, I'm sure. <laughs> but I kind of think that with yep. what we got from this episode, I really did think that it was going to be like that was her act one. And then she has like, I thought she, she like before this episode, she was probably my pick to like go the farthest, like my neck. But now I think she could absolutely leave like mm-hmm. right after. Yeah. I mean, if Vuku does go to tribal council, like mm-hmm. Kara's going, I think. Like, I doubt Carl, Davy, and Elizabeth are going to not work together. Yeah, unless and the unless what we're trying to get is, or what we we're getting at is that Alec really did make a garbage move. Like, like that's her one maybe saving grace if Vuku does go is like maybe Carl is or maybe Alec is like did make the worst move of all time, and that's the story they tell us. Like that's the one yeah. hope, but I really think it would maybe. be Kara. Um, which again makes me think they don't go, which, yeah, like, I think she, if I was the better spot, she's the second merge boot. Like, Dan's the merge boot and she's right after. Maybe. I mean, I think Dan goes, but mm-hmm. I don't know how much repercussion Kara's gonna get, but, but yeah, I think we agree that if Vuku goes to tribal and Kara goes, all that nice stuff we're saying about the story says, like, ah. Yeah, yeah. Uh oh. Yeah, and like honestly, Survivor's been really great at making the first couple episodes, like first like five episodes, really good lately. And like Triple H has a pretty good start, and I think ends up quite a bad season. Ghost Island got a pretty good start, and I also think ends up a pretty bad season. Um, Survivor's been nailing these early episodes, and if Kara leaves, like next episode, I think is our first sign that this could be heading down a bad trajectory um yeah absolutely so yeah that's all i really have to say about kara um the one thing that's good for her yeah is she has been shielded from a lot of negativity um and i guess there's that thing where she's like in the second 
immunity challenge she's shown mm-hmm. like swapping in for Angelina and it's like wow Kara's such a helper and I don't Honestly, know where the payoff her, is reminds coming me for that almost but. like Devin I really do think there's a chance she is because that's the thing uh, that I was like I was all in on Devin winning and what I noticed was he kept being shielded from negativity and being shown in these like random moments that don't really make sense like for example the Kara thing like with where she steps in um and it was to highlight his threat level, so that's another th- obstacle for Ben to topple. I do think there's a chance that's what Kara's getting, but you're right. Like, there are these weird and bizarre moments for Kara that anytime there's weirdness, you have to consider it. And I do think there's a chance that she is our winner. Like, I don't know. She's not someone I've eliminated yet. When I've eliminated a lot of these people, but not Kara. Yeah. Yes. She's dipped lower since this podcast started. <laughs> um,. On to Natalia. Rip. We called it though. Why are you? Why are you smiling? Oh my Shut god! Shut up! I I can't put up with you right now. Rip Natalia. <laughs> Good little story. I love Natalia. Like, yeah, great great character for four episodes. Hates Natalie, but, yeah. the person who has. I think is great, honestly, because like there's like this like little story of like she hates um, Natalie. Like, irrationally, that's her introduction. Um, maybe not irrationally. Rationally hates her. And it turns out both their names are very similar, and they are very similar as people. Um, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, great character, honestly. Um, pretty good boot. End of an arc. All good signs. We did. Yeah. I We did call, like, be a Natalia for this episode. Which, I mean... Like I said, I feel like this episode was bad fan fiction. So, like... Yeah. It is a little obvious, but... And, I mean, even in the first episode... It wasn't episode, not like, exciting. I, we were both extremely confident that she was leaving on the Swap Tribe. So, like, that's maybe oh, yeah. one... I, I think that's a positive, personally, that they... Well, maybe not. Like, I think they could have edited her in a way that she would could have been, like, a shock pre-merge boot. Whereas I think she was a very obvious post-swap boot. Um, so that's... Something, I guess, one kind of critique of the season is, like, they probably could have made it a little bit more. But we also, like, I think, like, dinged that really well, whereas a lot of people didn't. Um, so, yeah, mm-hmm. like, I personally love this because she does have a story you can extrapolate of, like, she was connected, but yeah. she was connected to Dan and Kara, but not enough to save herself. Um, from the very beginning, it's telling us that she's not. The people who she thinks she's close with aren't necessarily as close with hers otherwise. Like, they're just all-around great story, I think. I am curious why the six was highlighted mm-hmm. so strongly, though. Because I think Alec is voting against Natalia, who is, like, the partner yeah, in that, that six. Yeah, that made me scratch so, my head, too. Um, <laughs> unless, like, it's foreshadowing Kara going against yeah, her partner, and then yeah. maybe Angelina. That is actually my current John. Thought, is that's what that is foreshadowing. Um, huh. because yeah, like Kara's got Dan, who is very clearly not happening. Like that's clearly not going to be a long-term duo. Um, which leaves only yeah. Angelina and John yet to be resolved. Um, and I think I think yeah, that could go either way. I think it's just part of the six forming was they need. And if to Angelina sh- they needed to show that is so. our villain, it's because she's going to kill who I think might end up being one of the fan favorites in John. Um. Or 
it's one of John's obstacles as he sees past his friendships and stuff. And like we got John in that episode where Angelina was like, I've got John. That's the same episode where John was like, I've got Natalie. Natalie's my girl. So that's um, mm-hmm. also interesting. It yeah. Is, Angelina was kind of undercut by that too. So I guess that concludes our going through everybody. Um, now we got some predictions up for y'all. So we made this kind of clear with winner. We are both, I think, picking Davy. Uh, because yeah. I, like one, Fuku is at this point is the complex swap tribe, um, and also he just looks perfect. Like we talked last episode about what kind of episode he got it and more. Needed, like he got a better got episode it. than he so needed. like yeah. There's there's yeah. no reason I'd put him down farther. Uh, I think for my second, I I had I wavered a little bit after I watched the episode. I had Carl and Angelina both up here, but I think mm-hmm. now I'm going to go back to Nick. I think I can see past that episode one flaw, and if you're looking for someone whose edit isn't flawed, who yes. isn't named Davey, it's and Nick has winner quotes so. all over the place. It makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, for me, it's Davey. Yeah, I'm actually gonna pick John and then Nick. Uh, that's gonna be my three, but. Again, it's like it's Davy and then like a group of like <laughs> five people who all are pretty interchangeable to me. Yeah. Who is going next episode? Lyrsa. Yeah, I think it's either. I think Lyrsa honestly, or like Lyrsa got the like hands on the hips comment, and that to me reads that's the kind of thing that the person in the next episode who gets booted gets. Like, like this just weird extreme focus. <laughs> like, uh. I don't know. Like it's. It's enough to like that she's not invisible. Um, that you'll remember that the casual audience, like who are only kind of paying attention, will remember. Oh, that's that girl who's really feisty. And then if she's really feisty in the episode, then it's like it's like a, <laughs> it's like a clue. So that's why I think Lyrsa makes a lot of sense to go. Yeah, yeah. I guess if Tiva goes, it's Gabby. I feel like Allison's Gabby too Allison. invisible to leave yet. Gabby is like a. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think she so. could have just like over the top negative five kind of. She could be Rourke. She, she could, could be, be like um, Rourke. What's her name? Uh, Liz Markham. <laughs> like just completely blow up. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I guess there's there's a couple people who make sense to leave. There's like, a lot of people who don't make any sense to leave. Um, like I think the only people who could leave realistically are Allison, Gabby, Lyrsa, Alec. I don't think that. Okay, Nat- I'll put Natalie. Natalie. I don't. Believe I refuse to believe it. Cars, <laughs> and I, think, I mean Kara. As far as I'm concerned, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, Kara's on the merch. We riot. So, I guess that yeah. concludes our episode. I think. I think actually, I guess maybe let's just touch on the next time on. Um, looks like Mike and Natalie are going after each other. So maybe Mike is the next one to see Natalie in the mirror and leave. <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting because that would be like the first mm-hmm. time like Nick takes a hit because yeah i don't think that's really gonna happen but i feel honestly i feel like that's a um yeah Mm. what's it called um yeah i almost honestly like i've kind of convinced myself that i think japanese not gonna go travel but who knows nah i i'm like (laughs) yeah i don't think can make it any further like it really feels like she's just like her story's over and they just didn't even bother to give her a second act because she's leaving so soon afterwards um that's my prediction but (laughs) it is what it is so that's our show. 
Uh, our website is thewinnersedit.wordpress.com. There's a contact form there if you have any questions, any comments, any uh, feedback, anything like that. Or you can email us, us directly at thewinneredit at gmail.com. We have new episodes on Saturdays or Sundays. Uh, we share them on all the Reddits. Um, we're on all major podcast catchers. If there's one that you use that you can't find this on, let us know. We'll fix that. I think I, I think we're on everything except something called Stitcher, which I can't figure out how to get on. But if you that's what your preferred thing, email us. I'll try and figure <laughs> it out. Uh, leave us some reviews on iTunes. Uh, again, in the show notes, we'll put our personal edX and all that kind of stuff. Any helpful links we find. Uh, so that's our show. Uh, see you next week. Pray for Natalie. See you next week. <laughs>